happen in Nashville, formerly 33rd and Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. Well, degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Find out this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hansen. As a gym coach, he was a natural. Show me some hustle! Here's this week's edition of the Fantasy Lounge. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, it's the Kamesh. And we are live on 55, driving back from Springfield. Um, coming back from a homicide conference, trying to revive my team that's on a five-game skid. Um, no Mikey Mack on the ones and twos this week. I don't know. I can't recall if it was because of a loss or it was just a t- he's, uh, he's a little busy with coaching and all that stuff. And you can't trust him to uh, go through and do a podcast by himself. So the commission is going to try to keep this this podcast alive as well as his team. And we got an interesting week in week 11. Um, this is episode 19 of the Fantasy Lounge. And this is week 11. Thursday night game got played last night. Browns with a big dub. The Steelers offense looked abysmal, but... At the same time, Juju got knocked out. Deontay Johnson got knocked out. James Conner got knocked out. Not a lot going on for Mason Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph almost died. Um, Miles Garrett took his helmet. We've all seen the replays. I'm sure it's getting blown up on social media. It's probably getting blown up all over ESPN and other sports websites and, and TV and radio. But... It reminds me of Anchorman. Like, Miles Garrett, you might want to lay low. You almost killed a man. Oh, Jesus. It was almost like the malice at the palace setting football back like 15 to 20 years. I'm sure this will be discussed for the time being. The more you watch and they say that Mason Rudolph started it, yeah, he did. But at the same time, I don't think uh, using that – the helmet like it's a chair in WWE was uh, the right move in that situation. Um, OBJ plays last night, drops at 10. Um, I am officially going to call it now. I missed on the OBJ pre- uh, predictions. I thought he would bounce back in the second half of the season after the uh, New England game, and he has been playing like absolute trash. I mean, the wide receiver you want in that offense has got to be got to be Landry. Um, Cream Hunt looks pretty good. Chubb and Hunt are kind of doing the same thing, and you hate to see that um, in the backfield there because Chubb was so dominant in the weeks prior. Now they're really starting to get a Cream Hunt really involved. And uh, But we got, a, we got a nice slate of games this week 11. Like I've stated before, we got a nice slate of games. Big week not only for the NFL – but for the sold-out TDs, and we're now in our, our division round of last three division round games, um, setting up for the playoffs. 
So we'll make sure to break that down later. Try to call uh, Mr. Stoops. Try to get some insights from Daily Dave's. He did not respond. And it's, it's quite typical. Um, everyone else is at work. So we'll just, we'll just ride this out as my drive back from Springfield for three hours. We'll just see what we got going on. All right, let's break down the first segment. And we are live in the Fancy Lounge. All right, first segment. I want to break down. Let's break down a little Sunday night football. The Bears go all the way to the West Coast, playing in La La Land against the Rams. And when you're looking down at this matchup, you're looking at a very comparable two teams. Both teams, uh, the Rams coming off a Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl loss, got that Super Bowl hangover. They're five and five. Um, the Bears are still four and what are they? Five and six or something? No, they're four and five. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're four and five. Um, but when you look at the quarterback position for both these teams, you know, Mitch has been getting a lot of the. Uh, the negativity from the media. He's he's been at Hallis Hall saying he wants to turn off the TVs because they're t- talking how trash he's played. But when you're looking at both of these guys, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, very comparable stats this season. Um, let's just look at the last 17 games played, including the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky has thrown 22 TDs, and Jared Goff's only thrown 18. This is not a compliment for Mitch whatsoever. But this is just to bring more light about how terrible golf has played after getting a huge contract. And so far in 2019, golf has had a 60% completion rate, and his QBR is 82.7. That's the lowest in his career since uh, his rookie season with uh, Jeff Fisher. Mitch, on the other side this season, has had a 63% completion rate and a QBR of 85.2. The main thing for Mitch is he hasn't been really rushing the ball whatsoever, and that was a huge part of his game last season. And I don't know, Nagy's been trying to, we're still trying to figure out the identity of what this offense is. Um, But Mitch has only rushed for 54 rushing yards on the season. That's it. 54. Last year he rushed for over five, uh, damn near close. It was like 452 yards or something like that, but damn near 500 yards. The main thing about both these offenses, I think their main struggles is both their lines are playing terrible. Um, Goff's going to be this week without his starting tackle and his starting guard, and he's got a mismatch of of offensive linemen playing for the first time together this week. So that should be interesting for the Bears. I think the I think the Bears get this win. Um, moving the Bears to five and five, and they, and then they could potentially. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's get a win. I know it's a it's a road game, and like I said, you're going all the way to the West Coast. But the next three games after that, you got the Giants at home. You're at Detroit, and it looks like Stafford's not going to play again um, this week. So you, who knows if he'll be available in two weeks down the road? And then you got Dallas on a Thursday night game at home. On a short week, so potentially the Bears could be eight and five going into when they play the Packers at Green Bay. I mean, they they control their own destiny, and we'll see if anything um, comes out of this. 
I mean, we could be looking at potentially being five and eight. You know what I mean? But I think they could they could get on a little run right here and see what this team's really made of. The only problem, like I was stating before, how bad these two both these teams' offensive lines are, and right now Pro Football Focus ranks the Bears' offensive line as number twenty-seven and the Rams as number twenty-five. That's absolutely terrible for two teams that are trying to uh, make the playoffs and were potentially both Super Bowl caliber teams that they did meet meet up again maybe in the playoffs this season. So that's pretty much that for that game. Um, I look forward to watching it Sunday night. Hopefully, I, I'm hammering the under, but hopefully see some uh, maybe see some little fireworks being being displayed from the offense. Maybe this is the week they both get it around. All right, moving on. All right, moving on to the next segment. We're gonna keep this week a little, a little short uh, with the content, but like we say, I'm not gonna be able to do it justice. But grab your snork, your scuba gear, grab your snorkels, your flip flops, your flippy floppers, your sandals, your little skibby shorts, and we're going a little deep sea diving. Week 11, deep sea divers. I got two on the list. Um, potentially help out your team. It's getting, like we said before, into that playoff push. So let's just dive right into it. First, we got Kenrick Bourne, wide receiver from San Francisco. He's he's a one percenter. Owned in 1% of leagues. With Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle banged up. And the rest of the wide receiver core for... Uh, San Francisco had the case of the drops. Ten drops they had on Monday Night Football's crazy game against Seattle. Uh, Bourne can emerge as a potential wide receiver three. Solid play for the next couple weeks. He's had a touchdown in the last two games. He played, what I like to see, I'm all about snap and snap counts and having um, the opportunity to make plays for your fantasy team. And he's played in 70% of the snaps last week with all the wide receivers banged up there. So I, I look forward, maybe Bourne could be a, a nice little streaming option. Next, we're moving on to the quarterback position. And lately, out of the quarterback position, if you don't got one of the top tier guys, what you really want is a Mr. Reliable, Mr. You're going to put in your lineup and he's going to get you solid points each and every week. And right now, I hate to say, but I think it's Ryan Tannehill. Quarterback for Tennessee. He's only owned at 24% of leagues. Although it's his bye. <coughs> Excuse me. Although it's his bye this week. Since winning the starting role, he's had a consistent four-game streak of 25.3 points, 27.35 points, 26.3, and a 24.7 making him quarterback nine over the last four four games, and that's ahead of the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, and Jameis Winston. So it's something to consider going forward if you're looking for if you looking for a guy that's just uh, a little consistent um, to plug into your lineup and, and maybe get the points that you need. And we are live. 
at the Fantasy Lounge. <laughs> All right. It's a great tidbit from Matthew Channel. Um, we're going to go right into break it down. What took place in Week 10 for the Solo TDs League? Um, it, was, it was a crazy week of of games. We had uh, a lot of guys kind of stapled their uh, their playoff berths. Um, so we're gonna go right to all the matchups here. I'm bringing it up on my phone. And all right, last week we'll start out. The commission took another L, like I stated before. Against Tom Squad, moving Stupid into fourth place. He had a 139, I had a 112. Cooper Cup with a fat zero, which is just unbelievable. You can't have that. Um, then we had Channel 1 again with a 150 against uh, more than a Thielen, which is Ryan. Ryan had 133. Adam Thielen is already again ruled out. You hate to see it. Then you had Lamar Jackson. Lamar's attack. Lewis wins most points with 174 points. Lamar Jackson just ran all over the Bengals last week. Probably one of the highlight runs of the season, maybe for a while, was that it was like a 60-yard scamper, uh, throwing a couple spin moves, looking like Michael Vick out there in the Michael Vick video game. Um, he takes down Epstein, didn't kill himself, which is McCarthy, who dropped a 134. The Waddles, you remember when we said that kid was dead? He's been ran off a couple wins in a row. Um, he's got, he dropped a 110 to Mikey Trotz, Mikey Playoffs, he says. He changes his name to 104. That might be the kiss of death. And then King of the Hill, which is Wasim, got another win. He's at 138, and he beat Gallagher, who dropped a 106. And then, of course, Lath wins again, 129 to 113 against Andy. So, when we're looking, when we're looking at the playoff picture... You got Channel in first place at seven and three. We're looking at Channel's division right now. It's Simo and Scrubs. Um, Channel's seven and three. Stubes six and four. King of the Hill, which is Wasim's five and five, and McCarthy's five and five. So all of them right on the cusp. I say it's a race to seven. Um, I think for sure channels in because he's got a lot of points so I think channel is automatic in the playoffs you got to feel good about that I think Dave's right there too if he gets a win this week so then we'll break it down my division the commission's vicious um go DJ that's my DJ Lath is seven and three Ryan's five and five I'm four and six and the wilds are four and six so I think Lath is the only one that pretty much stamped his uh his playoff berth. Then we got Galley's Gales. That's Galley's division. It's Lamar's attacks, which is Lewis. It's six of four. Mikey playoffs. Trotta, he's four and six. Gallagher's four and six. And Andy's three and seven. So a lot a lot of people there's a lot of only teams are only separated by one game about. So it's gonna be interesting going forward, especially with these playoff push. That the next three games, like I said before, with the division races. So it'll be easy to make up a game on a guy in your division if you get a win this week in week 11. Let's go right down and break down week 11, the commission's picks. As I come up, it looks like a crash on I-55. Hopefully that's not a bad sign for my fantasy team, but it probably is. 
And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. All right, going right into it. The commission's picks. We're going to go Epstein didn't kill himself versus Dave Sniff's AB's farts. That's that's uh, Mr. McCarthy versus Channel. Mr. McCarthy has a 14 from Landry. He got in the end zone yesterday. I think Landry, like we said before, is the wide receiver to have in that offense over OBJ. Um, so we got Pat Mahomes versus the Chargers. Dak Prescott versus Detroit. Um, Godwin, Jones. Ooh. You know, right now it's got projected McCarthy to win. But the more I look at this, Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, he's got Sanu and uh, Marvin Jones has been killing. First, Godwin, Hopkins, Conley. You like you liked the 14 out of Landry already. I like uh, McCarthy's running backs in this situation over, over channel. So I think I'm going to take McCarthy this week. McCarthy gets a dub. Almost maybe pushing. That's huge for him in the playoff, uh, the playoff hunt. Then we got Mikey Playoffs. I don't like the team name. I think he should go back to Mikey Chesthair, Mikey Cheesehead, or something. But with the Packers on a bye, he's starting Carr at since. He's a good play. Jameis is versus uh, New Orleans for Andy. So you got Trotta starting Carr, Evans, Beasley, D- Debo Samuel, uh, Jacobs, Gordon, Ertz, and Minnesota Dean Gonzalez. The, the two running back combo of Zeke Elliott and Delvin Cook for for Andy might be the difference in this game. And if Jameis, I think New Orleans bounces back after a terrible loss against the uh, Atlanta Falcons at home. Um, I know Alshon Jeffries banged up for Andy, so it's going to be interesting to see if he plays someone else, especially with T.Y. Hilton out. The only person he could really start is is Michael Gallup. Um, might be the play there. Uh, more I look at this game, I think I think Trotta gets a W, which is going to make it real interesting. So I, I'm taking Trotta. Probably give him the kiss of death. And if he listens to this, he's going to be real salty and pissed. But take a Trotta. Next, we're moving on to Tom Squad, which is Stoob's. First King of the Hill, Wasim. Wasim's riding high right now. Stoops only projected at 117. Simo's projected at 131. Simo's starting Watson, Galladay, Tyreek Hill, Ridley, Gurley, uh, Williams, Cook, Maher, which I think is actually a big pickup against Detroit, and uh, the Jets defense versus Washington. Um, I don't know about this one. You got Stoops starting Allen Robinson, Sutton. Allen Robinson, I think, is going to be on the uh, the Ramsey Island. So that's going to be uh, an interesting matchup to watch in that game on Sunday night. Uh, Brady versus Philly. Philly's wide receivers are super banged up. Um, so we'll, we'll see. It might be a big Jordan Howard game if he's healthy. And then Stoops also starting O.J. Howard, going back to the well. Maybe O.J. Howard, and he's starting Mozart. And Miles Sanders. Uh, more I look at this, I think Simo wins again. I think a big game. I think, like I said before, um, I just got cut off. That's why we made a, a brief stop. Um, like I said before, I think Simo wins again. Um, 
and then potentially knocking him into the playoffs. I think they're both playoff-worthy teams. Both are sitting at 4 and 5 in rankings. All right. Now we're breaking down Lewis's, Lewis's game against going to breeze right back in. I don't know. What, what's your team name, Gallagher? Jesus Christ. Going to breeze right by you. Oh, that's actually, that's actually a great name if you think about it. The, maybe you just took the crown from the big pun right there. That's a great team name, Gally. Um, he is playing Lewis this week. And Lewis is starting Lamar's, uh, Lamar Jackson. Juju with only a four gets knocked out with concussion. Hate to see it. You got Christian Kirk and Samuel. Le'Veon Bell's banged up. Austin Eckler. Hunter Henry, Zerline, and San Francisco D versus Arizona. Arizona's offense has actually been playing pretty well lately. So it'll be something to monitor. Um, you got Drew Brees for, of course, Galley's team with probably one of the best names in the league, I would, I would say right now. John Brown, Robert Woods, D.D. Westbrook, James Conner gets banged up again. Like a, he only drops a two. Lindsey, I think Lamar's attack wins again. Lewis with the W. I think it might come down to um, what Galley gets out of Robert Woods. If Robert Woods has a blow-up game, we could potentially send him back. And then Nick Foles is back as well. So we'll see what he does with uh, with Westbrook. So I'm taking Lewis in that matchup. Next, we got the Waddles, the Wadleys versus uh, more than a Thielen. That's uh, Waldo versus Ryan. Ryan's got no Adam Thielen. He's got Keenan Allen, though, and, and McLaren. Tevin Coleman with a banged-up Breda. You know, the Waddle starts Chubb and Hunt, and he drops a combined together a 21, uh, 11 from Hunt and a 9 from Chubb. Interesting little uh, interesting little play from there. He had a lot of guys on buys. Yep, and he had no really uh, – and then he has David Johnson on his bench. David Johnson ran like an off-tackle sweep. Last week, where I swear to God, I thought he looked like he was 60 years old. It's a terrible look for him going forward. I think Drake is the guy to own in that backfield. Um, Saquon, Ryan has to bet Saquon because he's on a bye. And Adam Thielen, no Adam Thielen. Who would he, who's going to play? I'd probably play Pascal, yeah, Pascal from Indy or Crowder versus Washington. Uh, no T.Y. Hilton, so maybe Pascal and Jacoby Brissett's back, so I think that might be the play. Um, looking at this game, I think I think the Waddles gets a W, and that's going to be huge because both that would knock Ryan to 5-6, and six, and then as well, the Waddles will be 5-6 and six moving forward into that playoff push that raced to 7. Last but not least... We got Go DJ, that's my DJ, that's Lath versus the Kamish. I had start OBJ, he dropped the 10, which it's like, could you do, like, I want a stick so I can just poke him, like, can you do something? But it is what it is. Um, Lath shot me a text this week. You know, Lath's a man of not many words in the group chat, and he sends out a text, Randy, I'm going to take, he said, I'm going to end your season. And that sent chills down my spine. Um, a terrible, terrible feeling. Um, if Lath beats me, it probably will go down. Is probably my worst fantasy football season, just watching wise for myself. 
Um, Lath had Dante Moncrief on his roster for five weeks, and he got cut by the Steelers after week two. He also had Michael Thomas, and when Drew Brees came back two weeks ago, he didn't even know Drew Brees was back. Um, it's just terrible. It's just a terrible feeling. Late's excuse, late just this is what late statement is. He's just a he doesn't have to involve that much time. He's just a better fancy player than us. And I'm like, dude, I'm out here solving homicides. It's not that hard to keep up with fantasy football. But yet, apparently he's doing something right. So he's questioning everything I ever thought about fantasy. And I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to luck. And maybe the commission's luck has run out. Um, feel Right now, I think it's going to be a game of the week. I'm projected 135.52. He's projected 135.10. Um, I really think it comes down to what Matt Ryan does and DJ Shark. Um I don't know. Here's another thing. Joe Mixon hasn't gotten the end zone this season. And if he gets in the end zone versus me, it'd just be like then I know then I know that it's just not meant to be. And he plays the three o'clock game. So against Oakland. So if, if Mixon gets in the end zone, I'm gonna know that'll be an indicator of what this game's actually gonna be for me. Because the guy doesn't have a touchdown on the season, but he He'll wait till week 11, and if he goes off against me, I'll lose my mind. That I'm starting Phillip Rivers on Monday night. Hopefully something out of Rivers. My my quarterback situation is abysmal. I bet on golf just like the, the Rams front office did, and I think we both uh, missed the boat on that one. Put in Bortles then, Jesus. But I'm going to I'm feel confident I'll get this win and then maybe – I'll rattle off three in a row and maybe backdoor my way into playoffs and maybe they'll be all good in the end of the day. We'll never know. So, if not, uh, I think my and Late's relationship will be over. So, at least there's that too. And that breaks down week 11. I want to wish everyone uh, a good week in the Solatini's League. Um, but before we go, I want to give the guys some gambling tips. I tried to talk to Trotta. I'll put them out on... Uh, Face, I mean, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff of Trotter's guy, Davey Dimes. Dude's been a lock for, for college football. I'll make sure to tweet those out. But here are the commission's pick, the mortgage payment. And we are live in the fantasy lounge here. Get your boy Mikey Mack. Well, at least one with less mood swings. Enjoy the show. Squad. That's right. And we are. That is right. Squat it up. Um, we're going to go into the mortgage payment. Got a little something for you guys to tickle the fancy. Yesterday I said take the Browns. I like the Browns in that situation. I also bet OBJ over 75 receiving yards. He did not get that, so I'm one for one on the day. Um, but let's go to the mortgage payment. Right now, Dallas is minus three and a half at Lions. Uh, that was before this news. This game is actually locked because they're trying to figure out what the, the status is of Matthew Stafford. That, when I wrote this two days ago, Matthew Stafford might be a go, but it looks like he's not going to play. So I bet you that line bumps up to six and a half. Um, but I I'm, I still take Dallas if it's under seven. I'm still taking Dallas in that game. Next is Jets at Redskins. Redskins are minus one. I don't like that. But I want to take the over at 38 and a half. I think, uh, I think this 38 and a half. I think this game's going to be like a 28 to 21 score game. So I think you're going to be sitting okay with that. 
So, you, uh, but we're taking the over. You gotta love taking the over. Next, we got Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals offense has been playing better, and they played the 49ers pretty tough on a Thursday night game um, two weeks ago. I love the Cards getting the points at 12 and a half. Um, a banged up offense as well for the 49ers with, uh, like we stated, with no George Kittle. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't look like he's going to go. So I think that game's going to be pretty pretty close. And Arizona's offense has been very uh, – making a lot of strides. So it's, some, it's something to watch, something to something bet a little money on. I, w- I would say bet a little cell phone payment on that one. Um, and I would say the mortgage payment has got to be Saints minus 5.5 at Bucks. I think Saints bounce back huge, win by 10. And uh, I think Jameis is good for a couple picks and – and uh, for a New Orleans defense. So that's the mortgage payment. Like I said, I wanted to give some content for listeners. We're driving back on uh, 55. I look forward to maybe getting the boys together since playoff time is coming around. Getting together on Sunday. Bears play Sunday night, so it's a long day of drinking. Um, I hope everyone good luck. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Snapface, Snapchat, um, Twitter, Facebook, And always listen to us on the podcast. And uh, like we said, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Good night, y'all.